Welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast. Your host, Danny Hampton, here once again. I want to let you know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind at the same time. So you're not alone. Whatever may be overwhelming you, may seem unbearable to take, know that there's a God in heaven, and he's right there listening. And when you feel that you're alone, especially if you're in a house by yourself and uh, there's no one there, uh, physically you are alone. But in a supernatural, in an unseen world, you're surrounded by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I come to you tonight with uh, just something that's on my heart. And I'm looking for some people to take a challenge with me. A 30-day challenge on trusting God and pursuing the kingdom. And so, as I was reading the Word, I felt like the Holy Spirit compelled on my heart to do a 30-day challenge for myself based upon not worrying, putting God first, and seeing what God can do. And you know, I'm a testimony type of person. I want y'all to know that. I believe that uh, when we put God in remembrance and we take God at his word, we can invoke God into our world. And I want to show you how to do that. And I would like for, you know, people who listen to the show, who are willing to uh, take this challenge with me and see if they can provoke God to make changes in their lives. And uh, we're gonna look at Matthew 6 today, starting at verse 19 and verse 34. Then we're also gonna look at this same uh, thing about not worrying in Luke chapter 12. Because that Jesus gives us a promise that whatever that we are concerned with, God is concerned with. And so this is going to be probably one of my foundational uh, shows because it's going to deal with how I want you to know that what's on your mind is on God's heart and mind. I'm going to be able to prove it to you today. And when you see it, then you'll be able to rejoice. But also I want to provoke you to be a part of this challenge with me, this 30-day challenge of being kingdom-minded and not worrying about the gas bill, the light bill, the mortgage bill, the cardinal, the insurance, uh, the debt. We're going to believe that God is going to do some supernatural things in my life as well as your life because that's a God that we serve. We serve an awesome God. He's a way maker. In other words, when the children of Israel thought that they were at the end, when the, Israel, when the Egyptians was falling down and they got towards the Red Sea, no one knew what God was going to do. All they just saw was the enemy pressing on towards them. And all they saw was a big ocean in front of them. And could you imagine that? Being in a situation where you don't know what's going to happen and all is in front of you is nowhere to run. And just think, if you couldn't swim at that time, who, how long can anyone last in the ocean? And i share that with you because I was in the Navy, so uh, I know that the ocean has no friends. That's what it's, uh, I was told when I was in the service. Because you can go out to sea, it can be peaceful. And then, and instantly, it can be waves tossed. It can be a total nightmare. So what do you do when you're in that situation? Uh, how do we trust God? And so I'm going to show you that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind at the same time. And I hope that this really enlightens you and gives you strength. But also, I want to hear, you know, hey, to, hey, Danny, I'm going to take this challenge with you. And I want you to have your petition, write your petition, what you're looking for. 
uh, and we're going to believe and touch and agree that, you know, God is going to do something. And so I'm going to do something that uh, I'm going to start doing in the show. I'm going to come with a prayer before we do anything. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we just thank you for tonight uh, or whatever time a person listens to this podcast. That first of all, Father, that you be with us, that you lead and guide us, that uh, whatever our petitions that we present to you, that you will hear. But not only would you hear, Father, but you could do it so that you can get the glory, so we can share with others how faithful you are towards your word. And the whole point of you are not alone is not about me. It's about God and proving that God is there for you in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of pain, in the midst of darkness. I want you to know that you can count on him at all times, you know, uh, when you face with losing a loved one, when you face with getting bad news from a doctor, when you face with being let go from a job, when you uh, don't know what to do, and you're just, just out there, you just feel so overwhelmed and overburdened, and you think that no one loves you, but I want to let you know Danny Hampton loves you. Just like God loves you, and I'm here to encourage you and uplift you and give you something to think about. And so what I'm going to do right now, I'm reading from the Living Translation today. And like I told you once before in one of my podcasts, I like to read different translations because I feel like uh, the Holy Spirit is conveying me to say something to you that you can relate to because someone needs to hear it in a living translation. And so I'm going to start at verse 19 in Luke, I mean, actually Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. It says, do not store up your treasures here on earth where they can erode away or may be stolen. Store them in heaven where they will never lose their value and are safe from thieves. If you profit, if your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too. Let's read that again. Do not store up treasures here on earth where they can erode away or may be stolen. Store them in heaven where they will never lose their value and are safe from thieves. If your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too. And to be kingdom-minded is understanding that, uh, yes, we live on earth, and God knows that we need things on earth. That's which is true. But uh, he's saying, don't put your heart on the things in the earth because they fade away or they arose. People will come and steal them. So possessions are just possessions. But if you put your trust in your heart in God, that's where the true reward is at, is with him in heaven. Then... It goes on to say, if your eyes, if your eyes pure, there will be sunshine in your soul. But if your eyes cloudy with evil thoughts and desires, you are in deep spiritual darkness. And oh, how deep that darkness can be. You cannot serve two masters, God and money, for you will hate one and love the other, or else the other way around. And you know what that's saying is, you know, uh, it's going to be God or the world. And today I choose God over the world, and hopefully I'll always walk that path where God will be the centerpiece of my world. And the reason why he's the centerpiece of my world is because he has proven himself to be faithful. He's proven to be a way maker out of nowhere. He's proven to, to help me in my darkest times. And he's right here with me right now because we are not alone. And whatever's on my heart and mind, 
is on God or the man. Then it goes on to say this. So my counsel is don't worry about things, food, drinks, and clothing, for you already have life and a body, and they are far more important than what to eat and where. Look at the birds. They do not worry about what to eat. They do not need to sow or reap or store up food, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And you are far more valuable to him than they are. Will all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothes? Look at the fields, the lilies. They don't worry about theirs. Yet King Solomon in all his glory was not clothed as beautiful as they. And if, and if God cares so wonderfully for the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he more surely care for you, O men of little faith? So do not worry about having enough food and clothing while by being like the heathens. But they take pride in all of these things, deeply concerned about them. But your heavenly Father already knows perfectly well that you need them, and he will give them to you if you give him the first place in your life and live as he wants you to. So don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your <coughs> tomorrows like one day at a time. So I just want to just share with you that, you know, whatever you're concerned with, that God is concerned with. And it says, do not be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrows too, like one day at a time. This is the power and the wonderfulness of God and who God is and all the great things that he can do, that he's such an uh, awesome and great God. But it, what it says in the Living Translation, it says, the Father already knows perfectly well that you need them, and he will give them to you if you give him first place in your life and live as he wants you to. And see the key is right there. Now, and if you read a different translation, let's say, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added on you, unto you. But the living translation says, give him first place in your life and live as he wants you to. And so don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. Live one day at a time. You know, sometimes we get, we get so overwhelmed, get consumed about uh, something that's gonna happen two weeks from now. But the Bible clearly states that we have to just only be concerned about today and tomorrow will take care of itself. But what Jesus said very clearly is, if you give God first place in your life, he will provide those things that you so-called need. And so that's seeking the kingdom of God, just making God first and making him a priority. You know, knowing that, first of all, that he loves you and that whatever you're concerned with, that he's concerned with. And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And he wants to be there for you because he's a father. You know, one of the things that Jesus did when uh, he taught his disciples how to pray. And what you'll find out in scripture, disciples only asked him how to pray. And he just told them that our father who art in heaven. 
He wanted the world to know that, first of all, God was a father, that God just wasn't a God, someone to be terrified of. And so when you think about your life, you think about your family, you think about your father and your mother, what won't a mother do for a child? Or what won't a father do for their child? Uh, they'll lay their life down for their children. In other words, uh, they do what they have to do. In other words, uh, your mother and your father are your biggest cheerleaders in life because they love you and they're concerned and they care about you. They care about everything that's going on in your world. So just think how much more would a perfect God care about you in your world? And so I just want to share with you with this 30-day challenge, I want us to put God first. As it said in the Living Translation, put him first and let's see what he'll do. Let's see if God will give us the clothes that we need, the food that we need to eat, that uh, he'll give us the shelter that we need to eat. And it talks about how the birds don't need to sow or they don't have to reap, they don't have to work, but God provides for them every day. And so when you think about all the creatures, uh, animals in the world, in the ocean, how do they make it every day? And how they make it every day is they have a God who makes sure that they have a food chain. Uh, whether the animals are vegetarian or, or meat lover, he provides for his creation. Uh, not just us, but he provides for all of his creation. Uh, one thing I like from the scripture says that even the rocks are cry out for God. Because God is that type of God that, you know, he gets glory and gets honor from all who are around him. Uh, we're going to worship him and serve him. I think that one of the beauties about thinking about heaven is knowing that when we get to heaven, we're going to be in a place where we're going to be able to worship and praise God and just enjoy him. And uh, and he's going to love us. In other words, uh, that's why I say you got to learn how to praise God on earth before you get to heaven because then you can really enjoy uh, what, he, what he has done for you and what he will do for you and what he will do for your family. Because God is faithful uh, up to a thousand generations. God is love. And you know, Jesus says this, you know, that God is the only good thing that we have. And so I just wanted to share with you and just want to encourage you to take this challenge with me. Send in your request so that we can uh, talk about the victory within the 30 days, you know, uh, what God has done for you, in other words. And, and so we can encourage others and uplift someone. Maybe someone would be uh, who's never listened to the show hear this message and say, man, man, Danny, I'm really down, man. I don't, I don't feel good. I got all this going on. There's nobody around me. I'm, I live by myself. I don't have no one to love. I don't have no family. But guess what? You Are Not Alone podcast show is, is a family, in other words. You know, I have a vision of starting a men's group where men will mentor uh, other men on how to be men and also uh, women, uh, mentoring women how to be uh, women. You know, the Bible says the oldest should teach the younger. So in other words, I'm looking for uh, men to, and women who of mature spiritual faith uh, will help me with uh, put some people in the right direction, letting them know that there's a God that they can call on and actually teaching the younger women how to love their husbands or vice versa, the older men showing the younger men how to love his wife or love his family, in other words, or show them how to uh, go about finding a career, uh, a future. So, you know, I have like a lot of things inside that God has put in my heart through this podcast to uh, reach the people and help the people uh, maintain and grow in, uh, with him. 
But the main thing I want to show you is that to be kingdom-minded is to put God first. See, once you put God first, then all those other things that we are so worried about, you know, will I ever have a wife or will I ever, you know, uh, you know, be healthy or, you know, and will I ever, you know, we can put our trust in God because if we seek in God first and whatever we need, God knows what we need if he knows our heart desires. You know, one of the things I think about when I think about Abraham, uh, Abraham, you know, he wanted a child. In other words, the Bible doesn't have to say that. But, you know, being a man, married, and having a wife, where you live in a time where uh, not having children was considered to be a curse. Uh, just for the sake of just being around people would make you don't want to be uh, looked as out of place. And so God had a plan for him. God had him follow him. And so Abraham, what he did was very simple. Now, he struggled along the way because he was human. But he followed God, it says, and he trusted God, and he believed God. And because he believed God, he became the father of many nations. Not only, has, not only did that, but he became a father at an old age when it seemed impossible for anything to happen because guess what he did? When God instructed him in Genesis 12, Genesis chapter 12, to leave his home and follow him, he did that. So what Abraham did was he put God first. So I just want to tell y'all that. So we put God first, then we can see God move in such a dramatic way in our lives, and we can see what God can do. Now, I'm going to go to uh, Luke chapter 12, and I'm going to start at verse 14, because I want to put this in your heart and spirit, that uh, if you if we put God first, he'll move in our lives. But Jesus replied, Man, who made me judge over you to decide such things as this? Beware. Do not, don't always be wishing for what you don't have. For real life, real living are not related to how rich we are. Then he gave an illustration. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. In fact, his barns were full to overflowing. He could not get everything in. He thought about his problem and finally exclaimed, I know I'll tear down my barns and build bigger barn, bigger ones. Then I will have room enough and I'll sit back and say to myself, friends, <coughs> you have enough. Store it away for years to come. Now take, take it easy, wine women, songs for you but God said to him fool tonight you die then who will get it all yes every man is a fool who gets rich on earth but not in heaven so uh did you hear that in the living translation it says that yes every man is a fool who gets rich on earth but not in heaven see and the reason why it says that is because earth is temporal in other words uh, what we have today will be gone tomorrow. And the thing in heaven is, a heaven is, is for eternity. In other words, there's no end. So if you can get rich in heaven, and that means that in eternity, you would, you would never go without. And what God is saying, truthfully, is this. If you put him first, he's going to take care of those little things that you're concerned with. 
But if you put him first, he's not going to make sure that you just have things on earth. He's going to make sure you have things in heaven when you get there. Because at the end of the day, I don't know if you really, really thought about it, but there's no one who's not going to die. And, and so we know that's for a fact that no one is not going to pass. You know, everyone is going to pass away at some point in time. And, you know, in my prayer that no man, you know, does not go to heaven. In other words, and the Bible says that, you know, it hopes that no, you know, that everyone, you know, but we know that that's not, that's not going to happen because of the way the way the world is. But uh, we can pray and hope that people get the revelation of who God is. And let's go on. In verse 25, it says, then turning to his disciples, he said, don't worry about whether you have enough food to eat or clothes to wear. For life consists of far more than food and clothes. Look at the ravens. They do not plant or harvest or have barns to store away their food. And yet they get along all right. For God feeds them. Are you far more valuable to him than any bird? And God is letting you know, hey, you have a value to God. And the reason why you have such a value to God because you're a child of God. When you're a child, it's like this. No parent is not, you know, uh, in their, their, their ability. They're, they're going to feed their children. They're going to feed their babies. They're going to make sure that their babies eat. What parent uh, don't want to feed their baby? And if they do, you know, that's a travesty. And I hope that that's not no situation that anyone's going through. And, and right now, you know, I pray for anybody that's in a hard place. Uh, someone's in a home where, you know, they're not being loved. I want you to know that. You're not alone, and Danny Hampton cares about you and love, love you. And you know, and I share with you, and I pray with you that whatever your circumstance is, that you would know that God is with you, whether you're in the fire, the flood, or the storm. God is walking side by side, not just walking side by side by you, but he's carrying you, you know, the favorite, the favorite uh, saying about the footprints in the sand that, you know, you think it's your footprint, but it's God carrying you. So I want to encourage you once again that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind at the same time. And I just want you to understand that God, he takes care of the rapists. And they don't, you know, they don't have no bond. They don't, they don't have no storehouses. In other words, but God makes sure that they get, get fed every day because he's a loving God. And I want you to understand how loving God is. And let's go on. And it says, and besides what the use of worrying. What good does it do? Will it add a single day to your life? Of course not. And if, if worrying cannot even do such a little thing as that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? And so uh, what, what Christ is saying is that, you know, he know that we have things that we're going to be concerned with, you know. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's inevitable, you know, uh, that, you know, when you get that uh, gas bill, that light bill, or you had that mortgage payment, that car note, and you know you can't pay it. Yeah, it's going to hit you. <laughs> but what Christ is saying is, if you truly seeking God and putting God first, that God has a way of providing for his people. And, you know, one of the things I just heard in my spirit as I was saying is, uh, you know, the key to one of the key principles to doing anything is that when you are being blessed, tied to God, not just when you're blessed with tithe of God at all times, because tithing is the key to unlock your future. That might seem, you know, strange to you, but, you know, if you have never tithed, 
And really what it is is just putting trust in God that God cares enough about you to take care of you. And the principle of tithing is really is showing that, hey, God, you come first. Just like, you know, you putting God first. You know, we just can't put him in first in words, and we got to put him first in action as well. And how we do that is showing him that we trust him with whatever we have, whether what it is. In other words, you know, just, you know, take the challenge and see if God uh, a man of his word. And, he, you know, the Bible says God is not a, not a man. Should I do the son of man should repent? And so, and it, you know, that's a challenge for you. Try and see what God can do for you. And see won't God be there for you. Uh, and see what he provides for you. He goes on to say, Look at the lilies. They do not toil and spin. And yet Solomon in all his glory was not robed as well as they are. And if God provides clothes for the, for the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, do not you suppose that he will provide clothing for you, you doubters? And do not worry about food, what to eat and to drink. Don't worry at all that God will provide it for you. All mankind scratches for itself daily bread. But your heavenly Father knows you need. He will always give you all you need from day to day. If you would make, and this is this is what he says, if you would make the kingdom of God your primary concern. That's this this was this is this is the key, and I'm just want you to be kingdom minded. I want you to know how to to, to enjoy the kingdom is first just putting God first as we saw in Luke 12 it says put God first and Jesus comes back and Luke he says he writes just like this he will always give you all you need from day to day if you will make the kingdom of God your primary concern so don't be afraid little flock for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give to those in need. This will fatten your purses in heaven, and your purses of heaven have no rips or holes in them. Your treasures that will never dis disappear. No thief can steal them, no moth can destroy them. Where your treasure is, there is your heart. And thought will also be. And what Christ is saying is that we have to learn to put God first in all our circumstances. And if we put God first, then we are kingdom-minded. And to be kingdom-minded is to put God first. So I'm, I'm coming back, you know, and I'm getting ready to conclude with this part, with this show right here, this episode. And this episode is going to be titled, The Kingdom. The Kingdom. That's going to be the title. The Kingdom. Because the kingdom is just putting God first. If you put God first, everything else will fall in line. And so my challenge is, what I'm doing for 30 days is, I'm reading this every day and meditating on it. So it gets sunk in my skull and gets sunk in my soul. That if I continue to put God first in all areas of my life, then he's going to make sure that I'm taken care of and whatever I need. He's going to provide that for me. But first I have to do is be willing to put God first and live by his word. In other words, I can't do things on my own ability anymore. 
I have to follow God and pursue God by his word. And once I do that, guess what happened? I'm living kingdom-minded. So if, I hope this show has been a blessing to you. I hope that, you know, you send me in your prayer requests. You know, even if you don't take the challenge, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you daily. And my new thing is to, to end and start out with prayer. Because prayer is the only way to change things. Like I quoted once before, Ian Bond said, prayer is like a disinfectant. It cleanses the air. So let's cleanse the air before we leave the show. Oh, precious Father, I thank you, Father, for the people who are listening to this podcast tonight, that uh, the words would be edifying to you and edifying to them, and that they would take the necessary steps to take the challenge of reading Matthew 6, verses 19 to 34, and begin to put you first in their lives and see what you would do for them. And God, I ask you to honor their requests that they uh, present to you so they can share with their friends and pass on what you have done. And we all can uh, rejoice with that. But please send in your prayer requests. In Jesus' name, amen. Please send in your prayer requests to the show so that we can keep track of what's going on in your life. But we also can share in the victory because the Bible says rejoice with them who rejoice, mourn with them who mourn. So I want to rejoice with you. I even want to mourn with you when it's time to mourn with you. And whatever state that you need me to be in, I want you to be there because whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope it's been a blessing. I hope it's been edifying. I hope it's been encouraging. And I continue to pray for you and ask God to continue to bless you and give you love and peace in your heart and mind. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. Have a wonderful day. And I'm praying that whatever you stand in need, that God would do it. All right. Love you. Have a good day.